You're listening to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. Now, here's Diana. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Simplifying Investing. My name is Diana Messina. I'm the Deputy Chief Economist at AMP. I'm going to be joining the podcast series to help improve your understanding of economic and financial concepts. We know from research that despite being one of the wealthiest countries in the world, more than one third of Australians are financially illiterate. And on top of that, there is a significant gap between the genders. The research shows that women are considerably less financially literate than men, particularly in Australia. The purpose of this podcast is is to help you become more financially literate. And in doing so, I really hope to help close the literacy gender gap, something that I'm particularly passionate about. Often what we read and hear about in the news is insightful and of course important, but the message can sometimes be confusing and often people are left feeling a little bit lost, like they don't know what to do with all that information, as well as not to mention the fact that the information, especially over the past few years, has often been worrying, like if there's talk about a recession or rising interest rates. So I'm here to help. My podcast is going to be focused on breaking down the latest happenings in the economics and the finance world in a way that's going to help you improve your financial literacy. Okay, so first off, what is financial literacy? Well, it's really the understanding of financial and economic concepts and then the application of those to your personal finances. This ranges from topics around savings accounts, credit cards, mortgages, share trading, and superannuation. What we normally tend to see is that financial literacy increases with age, it peaks around middle age, and declines into the older years. In 2014, Standard & Poor's released a global financial literacy survey, which showed that about 33% of adults around the world are financially literate. And they measured this by asking simple questions around numeracy, compound interest, inflation, and risk diversification. The study found that in Australia, about 36% of adults are financially illiterate, which is quite high. More importantly, the survey showed that women around the world tend to have lower financial literacy compared to men. And that's become known as the financial literacy gender gap. The issue, though, is in Australia, this financial literacy gender gap is higher relative to our global peers by quite a large share. So what are the implications of this financial literacy gender gap? There have been some economic studies about the implications of this financial literacy gender gap, and they found that having worse financial literacy results in poorer investment decisions, lower wealth accumulation, and smaller retirement savings. In Australia, female superannuation balances on average are below males at every single age group. And when women reach the age of retirement between 60 to 64, they usually retire on about 21% less than their male counterparts. Now, female superannuation balances start below males from a young age because on average, females earn less than males. This is due to a number of reasons. Women take time out of the workforce if they have children. More females than males choose to work part-time, often to look after young children. Females tend to choose careers that have lower average earnings. And the gender pay gap means that even for comparable jobs, female can sometimes earn less than their male counterparts. So women's financial positions tend to start off behind men. And this issue only gets gets worse through time due to the financial literacy problem. There are, of course, other personal impacts of lower financial literacy, which include things like 
lower confidence, less financial freedom and poorer living standards. And this goes back to my earlier point about women coming to me and saying, I don't know what to do with all this economic and financial information that I receive and I feel like I'm not confident about my own personal finances. So what can be done about the financial literacy gender gap? Well, I think it can be solved. The saying goes, knowledge is power. And to me, the key to alleviating this financial literacy gender problem is to provide more knowledge to women. Now, this knowledge can come through multiple sources. The government definitely has a role to play here through offering financial literacy classes starting in school. Those classes are currently absent in Australia. There could be better provision of financial counselling and the government could also encourage the study of economics in high school and university, especially to females. Over the past 20 years, HSC economics enrolments have been virtually flat. We can see that males still dominate economics enrolments at about 60% of all enrolments in the HSE. Financial services organisations, places like banks and superannuation providers, should also be proactively making education resources available to their customers. And from an employer perspective, financial wellbeing can be offered as an employee benefit. For example, encouraging staff to have knowledge about their superannuation and their investment options. Other staff incentives could also include things like salary packaging, childcare fees, which benefit working parents. And employees take that into consideration when they're thinking about their total salary. The Labor government's recent broadening of the paid parental leave scheme was definitely a step in the right direction. But there does need to be a greater social push for men to take paid parental leave and also to take on a greater share of unpaid work around the home. And a future consideration for the government and for businesses is also to potentially pay superannuation when an employee takes paid parental leave. The way that compound interest works means that even a very short break from work can lead to significant differences in total retirement savings. And finally, there's also an onus on parents to teach their children about looking after their personal finances. Okay, so now that we've learned about the issues of the financial literacy gender gap in Australia and some of the important implications as to why we need to fix it and why it's important. In the next podcast episode, we're going to start talking about some of the key economic issues in the market at the moment. And the one that I'm asked about the most is around interest rates. So I'm going to be talking about how interest rates are set by the Reserve Bank of Australia, why you should read and listen to what the Reserve Bank says every month, what the outlook is for interest rates and how it impacts you, whether you rent, whether you have a mortgage or whether you've paid off your home. It will still impact your financial decisions. Thank you and until next time. To keep up to date with Yana's podcasts and reports, follow her on LinkedIn and your favourite streaming platform.